ladies, you are listening to Women Emerging Fearlessly. Did you know that four out of five women struggle with confidence and knowing who they are? This show is dedicated to helping women lead their lives with fearless confidence and to know how amazing they truly are. In this show, you will hear from women who are emerging fearlessly, who have overcome many obstacles to pursue their dreams and passions, And they will inspire you and encourage you to stand up, step out, and speak up. Be your authentic self and bring your true gifts to the world. My name is Janelle Anderson, and I am your host. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a great review and subscribe and share it with your friends. Enjoy the show. Well, hey, everyone, welcome to this episode of Women Emerging Fearlessly. And today I want to introduce you to a friend of mine, Joanna Zykin. And she and I have known each other for several years now. We met in our coach training program and have stayed connected ever since. And she's amazing. I'm so excited to be able to introduce her to you today and what she is into in the world. Joanna provides psycho-spiritual counseling and coaching. She uses integrative guidance, engaging intelligence of nature, and the wisdom of the myths, archetypes, and dreams to help you create a loving relationship with yourself. She is a certified coach and currently completing her master's degree in transpersonal psychology, spirituality, and consciousness. So welcome, Joanna, to the show. Thank you, Janelle. That was was so nice. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine because... I was thinking, how long do I know you? It's going to be three, three years. Nice. Yes. Since at least, at least. Yes. It's not, oh my gosh. Maybe longer. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. <laughs> it is interesting how time flies and how, how we keep connected with, with uh, certain people, even though we connect, completed the same program. So, Yeah. I know. And it's so interesting to look back and see where we've journeyed you know, from where, when we met to where we are now, we have all, and there's two other friends in our little group, you know, we've all like evolved and grown and are in kind of different places than when we met several years ago. So, and especially you, you've done a whole lot. (laughs) So this master's degree and just diving into this whole field of transpersonal psychology, because I know when we first met, you were just had become a coach and we're investigating that uh launching your your business and then I remember at some point in time it was like this kind of a turn in your path and you started going down this road um and no turning back right (laughs) so so tell us a little bit about that what is transpersonal psychology well transpersonal psychology like I said it is um a fourth it is a fourth force of psychology next to clinical psychology and um, classical psychology and that aspect of psychology deals with looking at the human experience from the spiritual perspective so what are the spiritual aspects of depression what are the spiritual aspects of anxieties uh, what are the spiritual aspects of dealing with anger with all sorts of different things that people are facing on a daily basis and helping people to reconnect with that loving inner strength that helps them go through it, get through it, get through the challenging times emotionally and mentally and spiritually. 
um, transpersonal psychology believes that there is in some ways there, for lack of a better term, the, the term believe, it uses the um, positive or the strength of the human spirit in terms of the loving approach to the human being. So that's very broad because like transpersonal psychology, it's not very easy to exactly define because the field is, is growing. It's rather a new field um, in terms of incorporating it more into the therapeutic settings and using some called altered state of consciousness to help people understand what's really going on within their psyche. And those altered state of consciousness, they're true dream. Dream is an altered state of consciousness. Hypnosis, it is an altered state of consciousness. When we do yoga, when we do uh, meditation, those are all altered state of consciousness because there, there are the states when we actually are we're not crossing the street when we're meditating. Although someone might, someone might um, argue that, that's, that people are under hypnosis when they're clo- uh, crossing the street. Because technically speaking, hypnosis is nothing else but losing your time and just being so into something. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes when we watch the movie and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you realize that yeah. the time passed we're we're hypnotized in some ways right so So, yeah that makes a lot of sense i know sometimes when i get in the zone doing something i feel like you know i'm almost in a not a trance but just kind of like not aware of anything going on around me i'm just so involved in what i'm doing so i that makes sense that's a little bit less scary (laughs) hypnosis can feel kind of scary absolutely because Mm. like people think about hypnosis about like oh controlling someone or something but in terms of um how we're looking into hypnosis is more like let's say you have a field of um the football players for a lack of better term but i mean i think it's a good example because it's so widely known and when the commentators are talking all these guys are the, the team is gaining momentum what does that mean that those guys are in their mindset of the zone that they are doing what they need to be doing and they pretty much shutting down anything what's outside they're just that that is a form of hypnosis right being in that mindset of completing what they need to be completing right Mm -hmm. again we get into hypnosis even when we are driving the car on autopilot like you're we're wandering with our thoughts somewhere and all of a sudden we're getting home and we don't even know how we Mm -hmm. got there that's, oh, yeah. That's yeah, the same totally. thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I know you talk about, you know, I know you have a program you're working on from good girl to wise woman. I would love to hear more about that. What, who's exactly. a good girl? Oh, what's a wise Isn't woman? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so, who's, who's a good girl? What do you think is a good girl? Right. Well, the, the good girl is, uh, every one of us is a good girl. Someone might ask about the bad girl, but that's a little bit of different aspect here. We're talking about the good girl. Like, how? when is she born? 
like how is she appearing in in our actions right how is she showing up in our lives so there are certain characteristics of the good girls and we all are we all are good girls in some ways so basically the the good girl is i would say it's it's idealized pattern of female norms that they are acceptable and in form of the behavior okay not only acceptable almost desirable and good girl is someone who avoids conflicts she's highly agreeable right Mm -hmm. because she needs to maintain everyone's comfort right that's a good girl um good girl is hesitant to speak up right she's not she's not going to voice her desires her needs her wants because she's afraid and she shuts down good girls tend to take more work on themselves right so because they tend to be viewed as those nurturing women right they are somehow expected to cover up for others right those are good girls they the good girl is someone that she is perfect or she is a master in maintaining status quo so Mm -hmm. she will limit herself to accommodate others and the main but main thing is because of her agreeableness she's trying to make everybody's lives more comfortable than her own life and what happens is that she doesn't really know who she really is she doesn't know how to ask and how to go about to reveal through her own actions her her own potential and because of that she's she's tend to be trapped in her own traumas she never heals and when it comes to making decisions that's when the when her life looks a little bit different than than the life of the wise woman just listening to you describe this i'm like oh that's me that that has been me up until recent years but wow like everything everything you said uh yeah and i see that in so many women it's exactly it's and that's the truth yes it is the truth yes yes you know and when it comes to the good girls we also call someone said about the invisible labor that those good girls do Mm. and because of that comfort that they provide they tend to complete tasks And those tasks are considered something that people take for granted. The family members, they take for granted. The co-workers, they take for granted, right? Oh, yeah. Friends, they take for granted. Hmm. And those things are very simple things. And one of the things is like, think think about how many times you made sure that the toilet paper roll is... Hmm where it should be. Right. Toothpaste is available for everyone in it, right? Mm -hmm. That the milk is in the refrigerator. Yeah. That's that's invisible labor, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because that, that aspect of herself is 
something that drives her on autopilot. She doesn't even realize that she's doing this on autopilot. It's just natural to her. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, when she goes to sleep and she closes her eyes and a lot of thoughts are showing up, that's when the good girl is starting to question. Right? Right. So how do we go from good girl to wise woman, right? And who is wise woman? Yeah, I would love to know who the wise woman is. How do we get to her? So tell us who the wise woman is, and then we'll talk about how do you get there. Uh, so the main thing is from good girl to wise woman is not necessarily a goal. It's not a destination. It's okay. part of the process. It's a journey, right? So it's a journey that when we internally evolve, when we become conscious and aware of certain characteristics that we have um, and that we allow ourselves to become this wise woman, give the voice to wise woman, that's when the change starts. So the wise woman, she can tap into her heart and learn the wisdom of the heart. She knows her own value. Okay. And she knows how to value herself. And because of that, she can heal very deep feminine wound. And through that, she can become a balanced human being. You know how we're in society, we um, tend to think about women being more on the neurotic side, right? And the research Research, any research actually confirms that, that women are a little bit more neurotic than males, than men. And if we learn to tap into that inner wisdom, if we learn to, to hear the language of our heart, if we learn how to or recognize that, that loving aspect within ourselves, that helps us rebalance ourselves internally. That's where this neurotic tendency becomes less involved in everyday decision-making, in everyday business behavior. Our expression changes. And the way, the way how we look at life, the way how we see others through our eyes, because we see ourselves differently. That's what that's where the wise woman steps into the playground, or a lack of better term. Yeah, that's amazing. And it is a process. It's a process of growth. I, I know I've definitely come a lot more closer to the wise woman. And I I've been talking a lot lately about this idea of valuing yourself. I know when I was kind of stepping through some deep inner healing work, my pastor said to me that pro your root problem Janelle is you don't know your value and worth mm -hmm. and I didn't understand that at first but I began to really explore that and have come to a place now where I feel like you know I am listening to my heart and I do value me first because before when I was in the good girl stage I didn't value myself I was looking for value from outside of myself from all these other people that I was trying to please. And you can never really fully get that from someone else. You've got to value yourself first. And this is something I've been talking about 
a lot lately. Yes. Yes. Uh, One of the things that I've noticed when speaking with women, they are afraid to give voice to that wise woman. Yes. And many times I speak to, to, again, ladies on different positions, mothers, CFOs of the companies, um, doctors, lawyers, you name it. Uh, very successful people um, or women. And one of the things that keeps coming back is like, well, I don't know if I can call myself a wise woman. And my response always to that is like, why not? And it's not about being not humble. Because if we're speaking about this inner wise wise, um, voice, this voice is never voice that comes from the pride. Right. This voice comes from the heart. So pride doesn't come into play at this point. But again, it's a process and, and it's, a, it's something that we, we need to learn. We really do to tap into that aspect of ourselves without coming across as arrogant. Well, you know, that's really interesting because in my research that keeps coming up, I don't want to sound arrogant. If I own my accomplishments, if I talk about my successes, if I talk about what I am able to do, my abilities or or any of that, I'm going to be seen as boastful or arrogant. And this is a fear women Mm -hmm. have and they, and they are being, they are holding themselves back from Mm -hmm. stepping fully into all of who they are out mm-hmm. of this fear of being perceived as arrogant or prideful. And exactly. I just love how you just put that because that's a great way to explain it or, or a great uh, perspective to have on it. I often just say, well, you know, you really are just being you. It's not a place of boasting. It's not, it has nothing to do with being prideful arrogance is is when you are trying to put yourself out there as somebody better than others that's how I think of it but yeah it is a problem that women have it is because a lot of women as you said they're holding themselves back while for example in the men's world the person like that is being viewed as a successful person definitely yeah so why not give the credit to women? And the thing is, why women don't want to give the credit to themselves? Right. And again, I'm not, I'm not inviting or and I'm not um, saying, oh, you need to become all this raving person who is trying to prove everybody else is wrong, right? I am simply talking about that wise aspect within yourself that voice that it's it's gonna become an inspiration not only to yourself but to others Mm -hmm. that's it the word inspiration understanding that who you are at your core really is a gift and -hmm. when you let her shine it is inspiring and it gives permission to others to be themselves Exactly. And you know what's interesting that a lot of women are not aware of the fact that if they let that voice speak, if they let that individual aspect of the self show up and express itself through them, that will help them actually connect with people more. 
so it's it's a little bit like a paradox because it's um it's something that you become more yourself but because of becoming more of yourself you're not disconnecting you're actually connecting with others because that's the way how you find your own place in society exactly yes yes so many people are disconnected from themselves and that leaves you in this place of trying to be someone you're not Mm -hmm. and that never works (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you're not in that place of flow, you know, when you're connected to who you are, you're, I call it the river inside, like releasing the river inside the river of who you are. It flows, right? When you're in that place, it flows. flows. You shouldn't be striving and pretending. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But it is about connection to who you are. It's not about pretending. It's not about trying to reach for something that you think you should have or any of that. It's, it's connecting I know for years and years, I was so disconnected. I say all the time, I felt like I was living my life in this outer courtyard, not like, not like in myself. I was, I was outside of who I am. It's the best way to describe it. And I was disconnected. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yes. The wise woman, how she functions in her own world is reflected in the choices she makes. And it's something that, because someone asked me the other day, so how do I know that I made a wise decision? Like, what is, like, how do you know? And you know what? The truth is, you do know. The funny part is, you do know when you made a wise decision, because that is something that is true to you on a soul level. It's going to hit you on to the core, to the bone, and you will know. And, you know, what is life? Life is made out of different decisions that we made since we open our eyes in the morning. And again, those some of those decisions are, okay, I'm going to wear a navy shirt today and jeans, right? To I'm going to have a conversation with Janelle. That's one of the decisions that we make. And where we're going to, you know, that's how our life is. Um, created out of those small decisions so one of the things is when it comes to making those decisions if you think in terms what value and quality that decision have and again obviously there are decisions that there are life-altering decisions right that we sometimes often and sometimes have to face right um and we have some decisions again that they they doesn't matter if you're wearing a t-shirt or or long sleeve right? right Sure. So again, those are different levels of decisions. But anyway, at the end of the day, if we're talking about the decisions that they have impact on others and on ourselves Mm -hmm. in a direct way, Mm -hmm. it is wise. The decision is wise when you feel it in your bones, when you know that's true to you. Mm -hmm. That decision brought you healing, that decision brought you health, that decision brought you happiness, that decision brought you joy and it's clear those are wise based those are decisions that we call them wise right right and it is true that the reality is our life is created by our decisions and our choices we're living Mm -hmm. the life we're living today because of the choices we've made exactly earlier you know in our lives and so yeah yeah no i love that um 
that how you just described that knowing it in your soul um, I just made a big decision and that's kind of how I was sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking that that's how I came to that one because in my head it was not very logical because it involved a big investment in my business you know financially but I knew it in my soul in my heart like this is right this is good it felt good it felt solid it felt full of hope you know and I went with that instead of my logical mind where it was doubting and afraid and worried. Mm -hmm. And uh, even after I made the decision and the initial investment, my husband got sick and had to go to the hospital and was out of work, which cut our income. And so then my mind comes back in with, oh no, did I make the right decision? But it was always like, almost like a guiding like a like when you navigate a ship or something it came right back to that true north in my heart like yes you made the right decision stick with it it will pay you know mm -hmm. it will lead you where you need to go um so yeah that was pretty cool yeah yes so you allow that wise woman voice mm -hmm. i listened to her voice to yeah you. you did listen to her yeah. So many times I have not in my life. <laughs> what does the quest for wholeness mean? Oh, I like that question. Uh, what does the quest for wholeness mean? You see, um, I mentioned before about women being a little bit or being or tend to be more on a neurotic scale, right? And how many times whether the guys or even the women, they would call themselves, oh, we're crazy. Women are crazy, right? How many times have oh, you yeah. heard that, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I've heard a lot. Yes, <laughs> the they're crazy. And that was one of those things that it really struck me. And I was like, no, women are not crazy. That's not true. They were led to believe that they're crazy. True. So what happens there? Why, why this belief? Why this stereotype label mm. was glued to us? <laughs> yes, glued to us. Seriously. Yes, yes. Why? And that's where I did my research. That actually what led me into the quest for trying to figure out what's going on here. Wow. And from psychological and from spiritual perspective, women are they have our we have our emotional wounds the same way the same way how the guys have. They're just being expressed differently. Right? Mm. Yeah. And if those emotional wounds are not being taken care of, we speak through them. Oh. Yes. And that's wow. what is causing us to be hmm. seen as imbalanced. Crazy. Crazy. Or neurotic again. Right. Right. And there hmm. are ways that I found out through my own research and through my own experience to find out how we can work around this split in our psyche and that's why the program that i am uh, about to put together will help 
touch on those aspects and see what's going on and find out how we can assist ourselves. Mm -hmm. How we can tap into that inner wisdom of our ancestors that we brought with us here the wisdom of our mothers of our grandmothers or our our great grandmothers and how we can utilize it for us Mm. here and for our future generations and one of the ways to tap into that wisdom is to understand and to learn the language of dreams I keep finding dreams as a lot of people undermine dreams because they're trying to view dreams in very literal way. So if we're going to view dreams in the literal way, they're going to make no sense whatsoever. That's true. I have the weirdest dreams. Exactly. But the truth is that there is no accident in nature. I don't believe in accidents in nature. Nature mm-hmm. is on our side, right? Yes. So yes. why nature equipped us in something like that? That was one of my questions when I was doing my research, mm-hmm. right? And I learned that dreams is nothing else that the language of our subconscious mind that is communicating with us in terms of what we did good what we need to work on, and how to do it to get there. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We just need to learn to understand the language. What are the symbols behind the the dream? Right. Yeah, dreams are very symbolic. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the way how we work around that, we're finding associations between the dream element And what our body is telling us. And I'm telling you, people are very surprised in what's come up. And I can give you a very interesting example. Okay, yeah. So in one dream that I I had, I had a dream that I had to take an Uber, right? Okay. You would think, okay, Uber, transportation. But once I started to work with that dream, the whole new level of understanding showed up for me. Because Uber means something that it's trans, something beyond. So actually taking an Uber in my work in that dream, I learned that this Uber in my dream is the transpersonal psychology that I'm studying. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So it was very interesting how the connection worked. And the other example was um, someone said that they had a dream about the coal miner. All right. The coal mining, it's something that uh, it's a person or the coal miner it's working underground right right what does that mean so in working with that dream he understood that he needs to look into the into the problem from underneath 
So he had to put himself in a different position, in a different perspective to understand whatever the problem that this person was working on. Wow. Right? Yeah. So you had to go under, dig deeper and go, go under. So that's the that's the symbols of the, the symbols of the dream. So that's one way. The other way of learning to hear the wisdom, the voice of wisdom is through uh, guided imagery. And we go through the process of form of meditation, but that meditation is a little bit, um, it looks a little bit different than uh, just taking a deep breath and letting our mind go places. We go to very specific places and we let our, um, our mind show us the images. And that's how our mind, our mind communicates with us. And there are aspects of ourselves that will communicate with us if we are not afraid to listen. Uh, there are aspects of us that they will communicate and give us guidance. So we're all equipped with the knowledge. We just need to learn to use it and use it wisely. Yeah, I remember you and I having a session one time where you led me through this kind of imagery. It was in the garden and I found a box and looked in it and it was it was really cool. I learned a lot from that about some things going on mm -hmm. that I was needing to release and let go of. So, yeah, I think that our subconscious, I mean, I say this all the time, our subconscious it's like the iceberg. It's so deep. It's so so untapped mm -hmm. by most of us, but it's so rich with all that we need, like you said, we are equipped. Mm -hmm. It's just learning how to connect and listen, listen. be open, and understand mm -hmm. it. So, yes, yes, and and not not be afraid of using that term of no, I I I made a wise decision. Right. I made a good decision. I got this, Absolutely. you know, because that helps to build the trust within yourself. A lot of women don't trust themselves. True. They don't trust the, the guidance. And one of the things, speaking of this inner intuition, inner guidance that we have, which a lot of, like I said, that's, that's the intuition that I'm mentioning here. How do you know when your intuition is really guiding you in the right direction? Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of women ask, like, how do I know? And if you really want to know that your intuition is giving you good information, you feed that in for that guidance with the good data. And one of the ways of doing it is not lying. Mm. Here's how this works. If we lie to ourselves or to others, we put a corrupt data within our psyche. And I, I'm speaking a little bit in the technical computer-like sure. uh, language, but for visualization purposes, that's just the easiest way to explain. So if we lie, we corrupt the data that goes out and we corrupt the data that comes in, right? So what happens when you have 
a data that it's corrupted. No matter what system you have, it's going to spew a wrong message. So one of the ways of working and strengthening your own psyche is by telling the truth. Really. And I don't mean to be mean in terms of being brutal truth. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but the truth. And guess what? Not telling it, it's even worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're believing lies that we've told ourselves for years and think that it's exactly. true. One of the, um, I have a process called the STAR process. It's going to be coming out in my book. Mm -hmm. So the T of STAR is truth telling. And it's basically what you're saying, telling the truth to yourself, but going in and finding mm -hmm. where you have been lying. Where's that corrupt data? Mm -hmm. Where, where's it coming yes. from? Where did it start? And picking that out and like looking at it, is this really true? You know, beginning yeah. to challenge those things that you've always kind of assumed were true for whatever reason, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it is, it is very interesting. It's a process. And once you start, it's, it's going to continue, but it will help. Um, I found that it helps to rebalance yourself find that wholeness in some yes. ways find the wholeness that's the quest for mm -hmm. wholeness that i'm um, assisting mm -hmm. women with that's what it is one of the interesting exercises that i go through with women is that we go through the writing the life story so the woman writes the life story mm -hmm. and we look at that life story in terms of what would have happened if certain things wouldn't take place. Mm. That helps to create an inner swing between what's going on in life. And the other aspect of that story writing is to create a future self in terms of creating goals, right? So where do I want to be in a year, two years, five years? Although it's kind of funny because I've seen someone about posting about vision boards and then people are saying, yeah, did your vision board for 2020 said something about um, <laughs> uh, coronavirus? Yeah. <laughs> right. Nobody, nobody, nobody saw, saw that, that coming. coming. So it is interesting. Yeah. It is absolutely interesting and in how shifting perspective in some ways helps. So, yeah, that's very wise. <laughs> so how do you see women's role in society today? How do I see women's role? Um, it all depends what they allow themselves to be. Mm. That's really boils down to, but I'm hoping that um, they will step into that inner wisdom mm. that will guide them to make the right decisions that will help them to become, I don't want to use the bad terms, but unbalanced, raving, mm -hmm. crazies, <laughs> right. right? But that will help them to become someone that the future generation can say, mm. she did good, mm -hmm. thanks to this woman, thanks to that woman we're here today and thanks to 
their approach, we learn something and we can be in a better place than we are today. Yeah. So. Yeah, you and I are in the same quest. <laughs> can you imagine what the world would be like if all women were able to be wise women and connect to their hearts and trust themselves and know who they are and be who they are? Oh my gosh, I, I just, it would be amazing. Exactly. Amazing. That that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. And at the before we end this, I always say, look for the inspiration in terms which good girl inspired you, mm. or which wise woman was your inspiration. Mm, that's good. Yes. Yeah. It's very good. Well, thank you so much. Uh, if it if women want to get in touch with you. I know you, you're working on your program and perhaps they would want to keep in touch with you and find out when it's launching. Um, how can they find you? They can find me in your group. I am part of your group. We're yep. friends. Yes. Social media. You can find me through social media. Uh, follow me. I have a page called uh, Woman's West Quest for, for uh, Wholeness. Okay. They can find me there. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's pretty much where I am. Wonderful. I will put all those links in the show notes. Show notes. So <laughs> can't talk. Well, this has been so wonderful. I have felt something really uh, a cool connection or um, something deeper today. I just, it's been a very special conversation. We ran into some technical problems all throughout, which <laughs> just means that this was extra special. So. <laughs> We persevered though, you know. Yes, we did. Yes, 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 we did. It was just funny because yeah. everything at once. You know? I know. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming today. And as you continue your work, just good luck to you. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you. For women everywhere. And I uh, look forward to seeing more of that coming out as you're as you progress and and um do what you're doing, you know, your program will come out and you'll get your masters. And yeah, so I'm watching you. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, Chanel. All right, ladies, thanks for listening. Until next time, be confident, be real and be you. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got a lot out of it that will help you on your journey to becoming fearlessly confident. If you would like to know how to work with me to help you to become fearlessly confident, just email me, Janelle at EmergingLifeCoaching.com. You can also go to my website. There's lots of great resources on there, including a free mini course called Be Confident, Be Real, Be You. It's a three video course with downloadable action guides that will definitely help you to get on this journey to becoming fearlessly confident. My website is EmergingLifeCoaching.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be fearless, be confident, and be you.